0: The Baya STEM Conference presents High Tech Sunday. On today's special episode of High Tech Sunday, our hosts, Dr. Mark Vaughn and Lango Dean, narrate Career Communication Group's CEO, Dr. Tyrone Taborn's episode of The Solopreneur's Journey with Jewel Daniels. Up first is Corning Incorporated's Manager of Technical Talent Pipelining, Dr. Mark Vaughn. Next is Career Communication Group's Senior Technology Editor, Lengo Dean. Finally, our esteemed guest, Dr. Tyrone Taborn. Dr. Taborn is publisher, chairman, and CEO of Career Communications Group, Incorporated. Along with being CEO, Dr. Taborn is also the founder of the Foundation for Educational Development which aims to raise awareness of technology literacy in minority communities across America. Dr. Taborn has been recognized as an influential historical figure who has had significant accomplishments that impact the African-American community by historymakers.com. And without further delay, High Tech Sunday, featuring Dr. Mark Vaughn and Lengo Dean, Thanks a
1: lot, Brandon. And wow, what a great opportunity we have today on High Tech Sunday to hear from actually a pretty unique guest uh, in hindsight. Uh, he is the visionary behind Career Communications Group, none other than Dr. Tyrone Tayborn. And as you heard in the intro, we are actually, Lango and I, going to have the opportunity to narrate through a previously recorded podcast with Dr. Tayborn that was shared as part of the solopreneur journey uh, experience and it's really exciting that we are able to basically uh, bring this encore to the high tech Sunday audience. So to get things started, you know that we always try to learn a little bit about our guests and the journey they've been on and how they got there so the first question that was actually posed to dr Tayborn was about just that how did you get started and when did you know that you wanted to start your own company let's hear his response
2: it is um one of the things that is so important is to embrace something that you love, and to be able to give back, to have some kind of value. So I never started anything that I've done with this sense of being an entrepreneur or with the sense that I was going into a business to make a living or to bring wealth What I wanted to do early on was to make a difference. To make a difference for our community. When I looked around as a young person who was born in the uh, projects in Chicago and raised in the ghetto of Los Angeles, I looked around and I saw all of this talent that simply went to waste. Same story even today. And I said, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to do something. So as I went on my journey and into college to make this story really short, I began to see that that problem we faced in Chicago, in Detroit, in LA, it was the same issue that people of color faced in Kingston, in London, in Berlin, in Africa, in Cape Town, same problem. The difference is, is in some countries, it was imperialism. In other countries, the people who absolutely oppressed you may not have looked, have your skin color, but it was still institutional racism. But I took a lot of lessons and I saw that if we were given opportunities, if we found opportunities and we fought for those opportunities, that change was possible and change has been possible. We've come a long way. All of us have come an awfully yeah. long way. So as I began, as I started this journey to do something good, to make a difference, It's so interesting that when you do good things, good things come back to you.
1: So now we have a little bit better understanding about how it is that Tyrone Taborn actually began his entrepreneurial journey. What was it that was actually his first project as he was kicking off career communications group. That was the next area that was explored on the solopreneur journey with him. And here you go with his response to that first project.
2: The first project was a newspaper at Cornell University called Umoja Sasa, which is Swahili for Unity Now. And out of that became U.S. Black engineer, Hispanic Engineer, Women of Color, Science Spectrum magazines. So we developed the largest group of magazines aimed at individuals in science, technology, engineering, and math. We later added two of the largest conferences in the world, aimed at minority and underrepresented professionals. That was the Black Engineer of the Year, which is now entering its 35th year, and Women of Color in STEM, which is entering its 25th year. We also uh, launched the Hispanic Engineer National Achievement Awards. So all of these uh, pieces were about creating hope and dreams and showing what was possible and letting people know that you could write your own narrative that other people did not have to tell you what you were who you were and what was po- and what was possible for you we showed the impossible was in fact possible and that is why we continue to grow and along the way i want to say this a lot of people when they look at these uh, these things that we do they say it is zoning for blacks no We were able to do this because of all of our partners and sisterhood and brotherhoods who represent all different colors, all different cultures. We could not do this by ourselves. And in order, at the end of the day, our planet will never be saved if we live in our little tribes. But but we still have to let people know our tribe is here and don't overlook us and don't abuse us. And so that is part of what we do here. To unify, not exclude.
1: Certainly, we are familiar uh, because of the High Tech Sunday broadcasts and podcasts that have happened before with some of the mission of Career Communications Group. In case you are new to High Tech Sunday, Career Communications Group uh, is the driver behind such things as. Uh, the U.S. Black Engineer uh, and uh, Information Technology publication, but also Women of Color in STEM, Black Engineer of the Year. And so it is certainly fitting uh, that a question would come up to Dr. Taborn about how he decided to actually focus on minority demographics, African Americans, Hispanics, and women. Uh, and so certainly when you put the line in the sand and decide to go in that direction, you might come up against some backlash. So Dr. Taborn was asked about that focus and whether or not he experienced backlash. Let's listen. Absolutely. And it's
2: still heat because I think that we we take these false narratives all the time. Uh, a narrative of division that happens across the board, but that doesn't stop me at all, and it doesn't stop our organization. If you look at our organization, we're one of the most diverse organizations in the diversity space that you can imagine. We have Jewish people, white people. We have uh, uh, folks from Africa, folks from Jamaica. My wife is Jamaican one of the things that we did in jamaica and i know i'm digressing but we put computers in the post office about 10 years ago now that's they're no longer there but we had a program to attempt to bridge the digital divide and as you know in a lot of the post offices that's where you go so we were able to don't get a bunch of donations put those computers into the post offices so folks could log on to the internet you know to the internet it was a good idea, it was a good program, but it wasn't sustainable. The government would really have to do that. And you had the element, you had a whole bunch of things that took place. But for a while, we were really Mm -hmm. trying to make that difference and we still continue to do that. But let me come come back to this idea of going into business. And I knew one of the things I wanted to say to you, Joe, today and to the listening audience was this. You can go into business with the concept, I'm going to make some dollars. I'm going to create a livelihood for my family. I'm going to do those good things. And that's great. And it can be transactional. It can simply be, I'm going in there and I'll sell you a pair of shoes and that's it. And do well. Or you can look at life with a lot different ways. And you can say, I see a need. I see where people have uh, been ignored and undervalued, and how can I do something different and out of that can come some unbelievable opportunities. I'll give you a couple mm-hmm. of quick examples a couple of quick examples one one if you look at if you look at farmers and how much food they have to drive away because as you know, in a lot of the countries. You do not sell the food that you grow on your land directly to the market. You might go to a farmer's market, but most likely right. you take those coffee right. beans, you sell it to someone else, or you take the main you take all of that stuff, you sell it to someone else, they package it up, give the right. farmer a hand, you know a, a, a piece of it, but then they sell it to the uh, international market, right Someone came up with a bright idea. Why don't we take the imperfect food that we generally would throw out and create a market and sell it to people who don't mind buying food that is not the perfect tangerine or the perfect mango or has a little bruise here or something there? Why throw this in why throw this food away? Let's go direct to market. Yesterday, I received my box from imperfect foods. The food comes in a lot cheaper. It solves a social problem at the same time. It puts a lot of people Excellent. to work. It's doing a good thing and creating a great business. So I think I want to. I want us to think not about entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, but more social entrepreneurs.
1: We certainly know that all of us on our journey are subject to have times when we deal with adversity or crisis in our lives for sure, but in our careers, our industries as well. This is not something that Dr. Taborn has been immune to either. So the question was asked, how did you deal with adversity or crisis in your industry? Let's listen to his answer
2: to put this all in a broader, broader scope, and you're right on target, there's always a crisis. Life is crisis. Life is chaos. The only difference is what crisis are you focusing in on today. As long as you live, there will be a challenge, there will be something in front of you. And a little, a little, when you're, when you're concerned about the little things that means the big things you've sort of gotten out of the way but there will always be that there will always be a need for something so you always have to be innovative you can always find opportunity the issue for most of us is this and i talk about this as being selfishness you can either look at what's happening around you and say it's happening to me or you can look at what's happening around you and say, ah, let me find some opportunities there. Because there is an opportunity. There's always, always winners and there's always losers. Not losers, but there's other people who don't win as quickly. So if you all, if you look at the world and you think you're going to get through this without any kind of struggle or any kind of crisis, you're <laughs> not going to grow. You do not grow at all. I think about all of the things that have happened to me And if I wanted to, I could take two, I could look at it several ways. I can say, wasn't that awful? Or I could say, had that not happened, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah, maybe I would not have the empathy if someone didn't uh, 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 treat me poorly. And because I know how that feels, then I don't want to treat someone else that way. So, no, we we need there's a reason why there's a negative and a
1: positive career communications group and the initiatives that it drives certainly have the occasion to find that there is a competitive sector that they operate in how is it that career communications group has been able to stand up and stand out for the many years that it has been an industry leader in the area of its endeavor. And so the question that was posed to Dr. Taborn is, how do you deal with competition within your industry sector? Let's listen. That's an excellent question.
2: And I, I've, Try to explain this for years to people. I like competition in what we do, and I want more competition. What I mean by that is this, we need to compete to save that little black girl that's been told what she cannot be. We need to fight real hard to make sure that those farmers are being paid and earning the work on their land and being treated well we need to make sure that that ask, that person who wants to fly to the stars is able to do that yeah we need a lot of competition because the the need is so great mm-hmm. so i welcome anyone and i encourage everyone to get into this area because there's there's more than enough business to go around because there is no limit how some people will abuse others there's no limit on how some nation states will kill dreams there's no limit at how some people can with nefarious reasons will have no problem in put keeping their foot on the necks of others, there's no limit to that. So we need all of the competition of good people, good folks coming in and making a real attempt to make that change. The other thing that I that I that I often often tell people is this: Don't be worried about what the other person is getting. God creates enough for everybody. Worry about what you need to do. Are you yes. happy? Do you have yes. enough? Are you eating? Are you respected in your community? Then if all of that is there, then I don't care what the guy next to me is doing or the other person. See, we 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 get we we lose sight of what our real goal is when we look at what our neighbor has.
1: Another question that was uh, put to Dr. Tayborn, and certainly uh, one that is critically important here on High Tech Sunday. When you are pursuing the area of science and technology, engineering, and math, STEM, those were not areas in which there was high representation from communities of color. And so Dr. Tabern was asked, was he happy with his choice to focus on blacks and minorities in the STEM fields? Are you happy with the choice you made? Let's listen to Dr. Taborn's response.
2: Trick question, not a trick question, a complicated question. Yes, I'm happy with the growth, but I, but I do want to go back to the premise. And this is the, uh, this is the premise that I wrote about in a book that I did uh, that was published by MIT early uh, several years ago. It was uh, my, uh, the digital, I forget the name of it, but I'll, it'll come back to me. Blacks, Hispanics, indigenous people have always been in technology. It was the indigenous people that discovered rubber. It was the Africans that were the agricultural engineers that allowed the South to thrive in the US. It was all of that technology who built the houses and design all of that? The Africans, who are the original navigators who navigated to sea and all of that? People of color. So what has happened was the appropriation of our identity. And we were told that these jobs, which were the technology jobs of yesterday, are the same technology jobs of today. We were forced out of all of those jobs. Mm -hmm. We were forced Mm -hmm. into other areas because those were the jobs that paid so much and the opportunities Mm -hmm. that that, that paid. I I don't really want to go in. I, I can use your whole show to talk about that. But here's the point I'm making. When a little girl, a little boy says, science is for the white kids, they forget Benjamin Banneker. They forget all of the folks who were the technologists of their time. Mm -hmm. And that things that people who look like us did were appropriated by the majority communities at that time. As that's not unusual that that would happen, right? That's yes. how Jesus wound up looking like white when there's no way in the world that he can look that way if, if if the Bible is true, right? So there's no way any of that could 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 be true. But and that's okay because all of us want to feel good and all of us want to say what we've accomplished. But the point is, this has come at the at the uh, uh, disadvantage of our kids because they don't think they can be this. So that's why history is important. That's why it's important to say to a young person in the US, when you talk about the Civil War, it's important to say, well, no, we weren't just freed. The Blacks who fought in the army were the turning point on why the North won the the war over the South. That black right. people died, they fought, and in fact, we were really affirming what was already what was happening in many parts of the nation with us re- rising up and kind of, uh, of you know fighting for our own liberty and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we've always been involved in science and technology. So right. the key, the so what we have seen is the reintrodu- re- reintroducing our role in science and introduction. To that end, yes, I've been very happy. When the Black Engineer of the Year conference started almost 35 years ago, there were five historically black colleges that were ABET accredited in engineering, just five. Since that time, we now have 15. We're a long way from where we should be, but we're also a long way from where we were. This is a yeah, global story. The story, you know, uh, Bob Marley, you know, he cut the song "Buffalo Soldiers. Where did that come from? So, yeah. uh, you know, our struggle is everyone's struggle. Mm-hmm. It's it's our struggle is the struggle of people of conscience. And again, right. I cannot overstate the point of people of conscience being of all colors. And those listening here saying, you know, I'm part of it, too. I'm a person of conscience. But one of the things I do want to be clear of is that we have to be very clear about what our objectives are, too, so that our journey doesn't become, isn't sidetracked with other people's uh, goals and their needs.
1: So we know that you have certainly been riveted by the conversation that Dr. Taborn had uh, in that previously recorded podcast. And we continue to be excited that you're having the opportunity to kind of listen in. And so I'm going to toss it to my co-host, Langeal Dean, who is going to take us further into that conversation.
3: Hi, Dr. Vaughn.
1: Looking forward to the rest of this conversation. So I'm turning it
0: over to you you're listening to a special presentation of high tech sunday where our hosts dr mark vaughn and lango dean narrate career communication group's ceo dr tyrone taborn's episode of the solopreneur's journey with jewel daniels this week's episode is brought to you by the Baya stem conference now a word from our sponsor When you come to Bayer,
4: you get to see that there's so many doing great things. It is building the next generation. The next generation that's gonna take our place. The next generation that's gonna take us to Mars. The next generation that's gonna explore the deeps of the ocean. That's what Bayer is all about. Building on what we're gonna be, not just next year, but for the next 50 years. Our charge as Future current band participants is to ensure that we have future bear participants. Diversity of thought brings diversity of new products, brings new diversity of new ideas, diversity uh, that's gonna allow us to do the next generation things. I want them to mentor. I want them to take the chance and tell a young man or tell a young lady, this is how your resume should look if it's not looking great. Or your resume is looking great but let me pull you in closer and make sure that you don't fall off the trap. If your budget allow you to bring 20, next year bring 30. If your budget says 30, next year bring 50. This is a one of a kind type of place. They will never get this experience. Just tonight, if our students were here, if your students was here from a university, they're rubbing shoulders with flag officers. They're rubbing shoulders with SEC or SES officers. They're rubbing shoulders with the top echelon within our military. Where do you get that opportunity? I'm impressed to do that. After a 37 year career, I'm impressed to see these individuals keep coming back. We're now 30 plus years doing bail. We want to ensure that we want to do that 30 plus years and more. Make sure you spread the word. Let someone else know about exactly what you saw this weekend. Because what you saw, you'll see nowhere else.
0: This week's episode is brought to you by the Baya STEM Conference. Now, back to the show.
3: Thank you. Yes, it is. A, um, it is a privilege to have, and like Brandon said at the beginning, it's such a special, special show. It really, is a special edition. So, in the first half of the show, Dr. Tavon talked about how the seed for entrepreneurship was planted 40 years ago. Uh, He talked about his first project and the steps that he's taken over the past four decades to keep the company growing. He also talked about competition, business competition, and why he chose to focus on minority groups in science, technology, engineering, and math. He also referred to innovation in crisis. For this question, Dr. Tabon looks at what helped him stay the course uh, because very often people start a business and they're very passionate and excited and then they get beat up by the challenges that they face along the way. So he talks about the fact that, of course, he's had some challenges, but he tells us why he's been able to sustain his business and grow.
2: It's easy to get into business. It's hard to stay in business. And nothing's guaranteed one way or the other every single day. So, how do we do that? Well, I believe our company has done that by having some core values. May not work for other people, but it certainly worked for CCG. Number one, respect for our team members, for the people who work for us. I don't think as many people that may have worked for the company and gone on, I can't think of maybe a handful that would ever have anything negative to say about their experience at Career Communications Group. You know, I really do mean that. And people who leave the company, they still come back to the conferences. Many of them still volunteer. I mean that that constantly happens because you do outgrow opportunities or other opportunities happen, but care for the people, treat the people that that are part of your team. Do the best you can. And that also means you can't say yes all the time because you have you know there's there's a note that has to be attached to certain things. Have integrity have integrity do not cheat on your products do not cheat on your services every day that you wake up and you talk to people i tell i tell my team this all the time never ever ever lie. don't lie for me don't lie at all you never know you're sitting in a deposition You know, so if you don't do that, if you always do things by the book, then you never have to worry about folks coming at you. And trust me, the more high visible you are, the more people that are going to come at you for whatever reason. So don't try not to let that be a problem uh, for you. There's a way of charging poor people more money for a mortgage. Mm. It's the way of filling your pockets. Mm. And that's why all of these, some of these major companies out there are in trouble when it comes back to what they did because they encourage, or maybe they don't mm. say go out and do something dishonest, but you're not going to get a commission if you don't do certain things. So, you know what an organization will tolerate. Listen, listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna come up as a whole on charges of racism and sexism if you don't tolerate it in the workplace and you you set a clear example. Yeah, there's gonna be reasons for that. Yes, if you have an inclusive environment and people feel safe to report it, yes, your incident rate of reporting of sexual racial acts, uh, of course, they're going to go up if you have an environment that makes it safe for people to bring this up. But at the same time, you have an inclusive environment that everybody can live in. At the same time, you can create a toxic environment where if you were to bring an issue in front of the boss and, and you may lose your job, then you tolerate it. You accept it. Those are toxic environments, so we don't believe in that. Yes, you can have an environment that's built on integrity. And the third thing, uh, you really have to be engaged with the community. You have to give back. You have to be there because there's been times that we've been in trouble, uh, economy, And people came to me and said, you know, you guys do such good work. We can't let you fail. You're too important to our community for us to let you fail. So it's not mine. It's all of ours. I've been told more than once, you are simply the trustee of this business right now. But career communication, black engineer, all of this stuff, it belongs to our community. And one day, somebody else will be sitting where I'm sitting, where we all are sitting, but the need, the need to give our kids that dream and let them be what they can be, that will never, ever change.
3: The publishing industry, as we all know, has taken some knocks over the years, especially with digital publishing and all that sort of thing. And this for this question, Dr. Tabon talks about those challenges and how he's learned to pivot in this environment?
2: Excellent question. Well, we've always embraced digital. We've always uh, embraced what is most important is content. How do you take content, reposition content, put it back out there? So that's what we've continued to do. It hasn't been easy. You know, everybody's trying to find their, find their way through this area where advertising dollars have dropped significantly, or not even dropped, they really have been refocused uh, to the larger uh, companies that are now picking up a lot of the print dollars that used to exist. So your Facebooks, your Googles, all of those folks who have been able to take, to uh, um, increase the market, but they've taken a lot of the advertising dollars that the traditional legacy media uh, uh, has had. But I tell you, as long as you can connect the audience with the need of the buyer, there's, there's space, and we've been able to do that. Our biggest challenge right now has been navigating our way to increase our digital footprint. Although we have all, always been there, on the digital uh, platform, a lot of other people were not there.
3: Yeah, so some more crowded space. Everybody is
2: there. A year ago, Zoom yes. this would not have happened. <laughs> we have been doing telework for at least ten years. Exactly what's happening now. Our company had already been doing this. Yeah. So now everybody's catching up, and we're we're sort of saying, oh, all we have to do is scale up. So our biggest challenge now is scaling up, making mm-hmm. sure it's more convenient, making sure it's easier. But mm-hmm. this, is, this is what we strongly believe at Career Communication School. Out of winds of change, there's oceans of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So every time this happens, which it will always happen, as I said, there's always crisis, everything else, What you do is take a deep breath and decide how do you pivot? How do you change? And we've changed paths many, many times. Now, let me say this to the audience, uh, to those who are listening, as a takeaway. An important takeaway. Whether you work for someone, whether you want to be an entrepreneur, meaning that in the company, you take ownership of something, if you're, if you're working in a shoe store, then I'm going to take responsibility for my part of that shoe store. I'm going to be the best expert on tennis shoes that there are, right? You yeah. become an entrepreneur. You figure out, how do I help my boss, my organization, profit and grow? If you can do that, you always have value. Many of us do get complacent. We look at it as a job because that's not what's important to us. What's important is getting a paycheck and other challenges, and that's okay. If that's your path, then you're not, you don't grow. I will tell you any entrepreneur, any solopreneur, any of us, if you're not growing, you will be left behind in a world that's forever, ever changing. Yeah. And there's no reason, Joe, there's no reason in this day and age that if you want to go on a path of self-improvement, that you can't. The data's all around you. You can go to our website. You can go to uh, uh, ccgmag.com. You can take online courses. You can go to blackengineer.com. That's another one of our websites. If you're not at blackengineer.com every day, If you're not listening to the seminars of professionals who are talking, then you're missing an opportunity of growth that's there.
3: Strategy is a word that we hear often in business. And for this question, Dr. Tabon talks about strategy, how he creates strategy, and when he knows to add the different layers to help build the business.
2: That is an excellent question. And let me, let me be very clear. As a company, if you're not looking at partners and bringing other people in, then you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice. There's a great opportunity there. I remember some years ago uh, in, in Jamaica, when we set up a scholarship fund for the Jamaican Technology Institute, that's right when you come into Bay, you know, that, uh, that yes. uh, technology school where we created some scholarships there. And we were working with AOL. Back then, in Jamaica, and one of the things that Bob Pittman said, he he actually had a house in trial which is why oh. he had the, yeah, which is why he had an interest in Jamaica, right? But the point is, yeah. Bob Pittman said every company will be a internet company at some point, no matter what. If even if it's a brick store, oh. it's an internet, it's a, it's going to be an internet company. But any case, you create partners. And that's what we did. We brought in corporate partners. We brought in uh, educators. We brought in other folks, and they will tell you what their needs are. Mm-hmm. And we react mm-hmm. to their to their needs. We react to what is needed in that marketplace at the at the time. So don't look at anything that you're doing and as a silo. You really have to look at you all the time you have to look at who can i partner with versus i'm going to bring people to me always think how can i expand and touch every particular area every opportunity that i see out there if you do that you're going to grow
3: for the last question dr table looks at the process of creating partnerships obviously his company is diverse in its offering what does he feel about premium offering? He'll tell us what that is. He also talks about not just in terms of his products and the things that the company produces, but he also speaks to service and the way you develop relationships, why people partner with Career Communications Group.
2: Because you can become everything that you are you can become everything that you are the moment that you enter into the ccg family the ccg community you will be more than you are when you leave we will take you on a journey you will meet people you will build social convives Convoys, you will build professional convoys. You will find opportunities that you never, ever thought exist. Yeah, what do we sell? What do we offer? We offer endless opportunities, endless possibilities. But it's really up to folks to enter into this network, into this community. Now, how that network happens, whether it's conferences, whether it's social media, whether it's magazines, whether it's television shows that we, we, we did at one point, all of those things can change. But at the end, what we offer, and I love this term because I used it, uh, I, used it uh, I was using it a lot at one point, and it's a Jamaican term having real change in a meaningful time period. Being able to have real change in your life in a meaningful time period. That means that you're not saying my pie is in the sky. And that's when I'll get my rewards. No, that means right now I can show you What you can do and you can look at and say, this is going to take me two years, but I can get here by doing that right now. You know, a lot of people, it takes effort. And I hope that you're able to continue doing this because there's going to be times you might look at the podcast and say, wow, only 20 people listen. Well, don't think of it that way. Think about the point that you're creating content. That you may be able to reuse later. You will re- reuse it later in different forms. You will always be able to have a return. So the fact that you're creating right now, that's the goal. And I and I, I want you to take. I want you to take this part away. Don't get caught up on audience size at this point. Just do the work. Be consistent and be good about it. At some point, you can. You'll be able to reuse all of this. I will tell you, you know, I uh, I remember, I, there's so many cases I can tell, but here's one that just struck me. This is an easy one. I walked into a hotel one time, and, you know, I wanted a room. I was at a conference. I decided I wasn't going to stay at the conference. I was going to go home that night, but I said, no, nah, I'm not going to drive all the way back to the house. It would take too long. And I was tired. So I went to the front desk and I said, "Uh, you know, I need a room. And the guy came in and, uh, you know, behind the desk. And he said, wait a second, please. He went. He came back. He said, here. He said, you're going to like this room. And I went up to the room and it was half the floor. It was a suite. It had a sauna in there. It had everything. I said, what? And I went back down to thank him. And he said, you may not remember me. But I was a student. I was a high school student that came to your conference. He said, I'm now the manager at this facility. And I just wanted to thank you. I could do it. I just wanted to thank you. Stories like that all the time. How you you know how you treat people, it will always, always come back to you. Yeah. Whether it's good or whether it's bad.
3: Well, at this point I'm gonna hand it back to Dr. Vaughn.
1: Thank you so much, Lango. And before we wrap up this really special conversation, it's not over, we've got one more question that was posed to Dr. Taborn, and it's really a cool one. And I think it really speaks to the heart of this socialpreneur. So the question really was, if you had a choice between success and greatness, which would you choose? And how do you find both of these being different? success and greatness. Check out Dr. Taborn's response.
2: Success to me is creating, for me it's it's success. Because greatness is with every generation and greatness will change. The people that were great 500 years ago may not be great today. It's a handful of people, you know, maybe along the way that we remember their names. But the true, the reality is, is that we don't, really remember people. We remember what's been done. So success, the way I define it, if we're able to continue to create an army of like-minded people that are committed to making this world better, then they found it. If they're willing to help and continue to drive young people to aspire and be better if we're able to make humanity more decent, save the planet, respect one another, and not have one person be be subjugated, go hungry, But without medical care, that to me is success. And that I would rather have. That's what I want to have.
1: So there you have it. This has really been somewhat of a masterclass, if you will, on socialpreneurship. And I've learned a lot about Dr. Taborn's journey. And I know that you have as well. And we appreciate him being willing to uh, share this podcast experience with us, and we hope that you have been uh, benefited as well. Keep joining us uh, for High Tech Sunday. For now though, we're going to turn it back over to Brandon Newby, and he's gonna see us out.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of High Tech Sunday. Career Communication Group's High Tech Sunday looks at professional development and technology through the lens of spiritual philosophies. In a time when digital information is more critical than ever, this weekly program is produced by and for CCG's community of alumni and professionals in science, technology, engineering, and math fields. The community runs from national thought leaders to aspiring students. And this weekly series aims to bring a concentrated discussion around technological advancements and achievements based on universal moral principles. The one-hour podcast will be streamed every Sunday. The podcast can be accessed through the BAYA Facebook page, Women of Color Facebook page, and CCG YouTube page, in addition to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Please join us next time.